0: You're listening to Packers Talk
1: Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. You're listening to No Huddle Radio on the Packers Talk Radio Network, serving you up quick hitting news and analysis for Green Bay Packers fans. I'm joined by my friend Gil Martin, and my name is JJ Leahy. Gil's a writer for the SportsDaily.com and Cheesehead TV. And in addition to this podcast, I host the Daily Cheese Green Bay Packers News Update. We're here to talk Packers because we're all here for one thing, and that's a love for Green Bay football. This week, Gil, you and I are looking forward to a pretty healthy matchup versus the Indianapolis Colts. Last week, uh, the team really struggled against the Jaguars. Final score, 24-20 at home. It was not a pretty sight. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. But real quick, what do you think the problem was last week? You know,
0: I I almost think that this team just did not come to play the way they should have. I I think they might have taken, and they've denied it, but they might have taken the Jaguars a little bit too lightly when all was said and done. And then the bigger problem to me, once the game got underway, special teams were dreadful and almost cost them the football game.
1: Yeah, I was a little frustrated that we brought uh, Sean Menenga back this year to do special teams again because I thought he did a very poor job last year. And I know you can make some excuses for, you know, it being his first time uh, coordinating at that level. And you could point to some of the successes, such as how much better the special teams started blocking toward the end of the year. But overall, it just it it still felt really below average to me, and I didn't think he had earned, in my eyes, the uh, opportunity to come back and have a second chance here this year. Last week, you know, we kind of saw the wheels come off the bus. But even on this podcast, Gil, I have made a lot of warnings about the state of our special teams, uh, especially whenever we're missing Tyler Irvin. I, I get concerned, <laughs> which which we might be missing him again this week he's not practicing <clears throat> very possible. He's not practicing, might be missing him, and we just we don't have anybody who can do returns without him. They keep sending Darius Shepherd out there, but we're
0: and Josh Jackson.
1: And Josh Jackson, <laughs> but we're we're really not doing returns either, by the way. It's it's a lot of touchbacks.
0: Yeah, and it it was frustrating. I mean, the coverage was just dreadful. I think the one big reason why Menenga came back is you're right. You know, they were still kind of below average overall on special teams last year, but that was a vast improvement over the last few years. So, you know, it's it, it's like uh it wasn't great, but it was progress. And I think that it was a low bar, no question. But the fact that they improved in his first year as special teams coordinator was enough for him to get a chance to see if he could keep the improvement going.
1: So here are the things that we want to touch on regarding the Jaguars game, because they have relevance for the Colts game this week. First off, the offense has been having a hard time getting going lately. Now, they were really successful against San Francisco. That was a lot of fun to see. But uh, we have had basically since Tampa Bay, we've had a lot of offensive woes. I think you really could point in large part to the run game struggling especially last week across the board the run game was doing really poorly you know Aaron Jones um, had I believe uh, according to uh, PFF I think this was one of the worst games of his career uh, and I, there were uh, several plays where everybody else did everything right and and he just made the wrong decision and it was bizarre because we're not used to that from him offensive not at all Line was struggling to run block wide receivers and tight ends weren't run blocking as well as they usually do. And that's an issue because the Jaguars are a very bad run defense. The Colts are one of the best run defenses in the league. In fact, they're one of the best defenses overall in the league Uh, when it comes to rushing and passing. We were looking at a bunch of different categories before, uh, before we started recording and the Colts are top 10 in all of them. Hmm. Rushing yards allowed, they are third best in the league. Passing yards allowed, second best in the league. Uh, they're uh, tied for second best in the league with um, touchdowns allowed passing in, in terms of big plays. They're very good at shutting down big plays. And that's something that Rogers and LaFleur have kind of been living off of recently. The, we have a really good opportunity to beat the Colts here because their offense struggles a lot. But this defense is scary.
0: Yeah, it, it it's funny because, you know, you look at it on paper and you have the two teams, two strengths and the two teams, two weaknesses going up against each other. The Packers offense is considered the more uh, elite unit on Green Bay, and then that's going up against a very, very stout top 10 uh, Indianapolis Colts defense. And meanwhile, on the other side of things, You've got a, a Packer defense that a lot of people question and and probably is somewhere in the average range when all is said and done against a Colts offense that is also considered average, more or less, and, and not outstanding, not dynamic in that sense. So, you know, you have strength against strength and then mediocrity against mediocrity, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it.
1: I'm going to read off a few teams here. This is the Packers schedule from week... Six through, I'm not sure what this is, but later in the year. <laughs> I'm not skipping any okay. games, okay? Texans, <laughs> Vikings, 49ers, Jaguars, Colts, Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers. In that stretch, the Colts are the only team with a winning record. Wow. They stick out like a sore thumb here. Clearly, one of the tougher games left on our schedule but that is largely on the strength of their defense. Their offense really shredded the Texans last week, and I'd like to look a bit at what went wrong there. The 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 Colts really uh tore the Texans apart or the the Titans, sorry, apart last week uh in, in a short passing game. Especially uh a lot of a lot of passes thrown to running back Naheem Hines. Mhm. Hines reminds me a lot of Aaron Jones, very similar players. Uh, they they like to use Hines, you know. It's kind of a, a scat back. Run him on short passing routes. He's a very very good receiver, uh, and 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 also still still a good running back. But this is one of their worst running offenses in the league. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do
0: with Jonathan Taylor, uh, who a lot of uh, Badger fans certainly would be familiar with. But he's been a bit of a disappointment as a rookie so far this year for the
1: Colts. You know who's not been a disappointment in offense? is Michael Pittman. Yeah. Pittman, he makes a lot of big plays, especially I'm noticing yards after the catch. I've heard a few comps to Larry Fitzgerald with Pittman in that, you know, neither neither of these guys is super athletic, super, you know, speedy, but they're really physical. And I'm I have some concerns with Pittman because he is a guy who you have to tackle properly. You have to really, he, he'll he fight you hard. You, you're not going to bring him down with just an ankle tackle. We are well aware of the Packers defenses struggling uh, in, in the tackling game.
0: Only too aware. And <laughs> it, it worries you. You know, th- th- that worries me. And then obviously the Packers defense has struggled to cover tight ends and backs out of the backfield a lot. And I see Philip Rivers doing that a lot on Sunday, and that concerns me as well.
1: Another thing that has me concerned is how many uh, receivers throughout the course of the game Rivers is getting the ball to. He really spreads the ball around a lot, and it's looking like Jair is probably not going to play this week. Maybe he can, but he's still, I believe he was limited today in practice, but that's the first time he's been back. And uh, we might get Kevin King back, though, which would absolutely be a wonderful thing.
0: Would be big to get both of them on the field for the first time in a long time. Both King and Alexander were full participants in the Thursday practice. Oh, that's excellent. So fingers crossed on that. The bigger issue on the other side of the ball may be Devonte Adams, who uh-huh. may not be ready to go. Uh, and and that has to concern Packer fans, because we don't know what we can get out of Alan Lazard. So look, injuries have been a big issue for the Packers all year, and yet they, for the most part, found a way to overcome them come game time.
1: Personally, I wouldn't be the most terrified in the world if we didn't have Devontae this week, simply because I think Rodgers and Lafleur would have to be creative. They've been living so much off of the deep shots recently. Mm-hmm. If you take Devante out of the quest out out of the equation, I think you're forcing them to play more against the Colts' weaknesses. Uh, especially with Lazard being gone. I I just uh LaFleur, Rogers, this whole team, they do better when they're down. When they're when they're yeah. at a disadvantage, when it's a tough road game against a real spicy opponent, when you're missing a lot of guys. It's it's like they come alive and have a reason to actually, you know, try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unlike last Sunday at home against the Jaguars, which sort of was a yeah, we can do this kind of an attitude. But yeah, I mean, with the exception of this year of the Tampa game, uh, which really is the only game they played so poorly that you just shook your head. I mean, the, the game against Jacksonville was frustrating. The game against Minnesota was disappointing. But the game against Tampa Bay, to me, was just, they just didn't come to play at all. And yeah, having A, fans in the stands, even if they're fans rooting against the Packers, and B, sort of having all this attention of, this is a tough game, this is a challenge, you're going up against a good defense, having people say, now this Sunday, we're going to see how good the Packers really are, that is a good thing for this team to to deal with. It challenges them and it gets them ready to play. I couldn't agree more.
1: The Colts have a couple of really good linebackers that you know th- this has been kind of an Achilles heel for us. A lot of people say, "Oh, a really stout defense is the you know, that's the uh, kryptonite for the for the Packers offense." And and I disagree because we've seen them struggle against the Vikings and the Jaguars who don't even have defenses and, uh, you know, against, against um, teams with good defenses this year, they're two and one. I'm not, I'm not nervous about the good defenses. I am nervous about really good linebackers. So Darius Leonard is one of the really premier linebackers in the league, uh, especially this year. Uh, PFF just Mm -hmm. loves Darius Leonard. (laughs) He, uh, (laughs) he came out, I think it was yesterday uh, and was clearly, you know, trying to psych himself up for this game, make himself angry. You know, a lot of defensive players have to do that. He was talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers praising Fred Warner out in San Francisco a couple Mm. weeks ago. Yep, And uh, he kind of misquoted Rodgers a bit uh, and misconstrued to say that Rodgers was saying that. Warner is you know the one of the very best in the league or something like that which is not quite what he's saying he just was praising his overall talent but Leonard's you know really trying to uh, psych himself up and he said I, I've been thinking about that I heard him as soon as he said it I'm really hoping I can change his mind this week <laughs> about Fred <laughs> Warner being the best linebacker in the game which I don't know I I'd, uh, I don't like it it uh if if it doesn't scare Rogers, it does scare me a little bit. <laughs> and, and the other guy, Bobby Okariki, another, you know, he's not really been anybody until this year. Really, really starting to play really well. He he makes a lot of big time plays. He's um, he does. A lot of Colts fans are, are are saying that it always feels like Bobby is just on the verge of, you know, taking, taking a ball back to the house, you know, and getting a pick six or a, you know, fumble recovery for a, a touchdown I don't want it to happen against us. I really don't. But uh he's No He's he he's uh starting to find his groove. He is,
0: and he and and that's the kind of thing and look, you know what? You go back to that Tampa Bay game, the play of the Buccaneers linebackers was the thing that really made the difference and shut down our offense for all but the first couple of drives in that game. And you definitely don't want to allow a similar situation to happen here. So it, it's gonna be a challenge. And I'm glad that David Bakhtieri is back in the lineup because the Packers definitely need him there a nice in a challenging situation. Yeah, and and collecting quite the paycheck. Uh, but he deserves it. You know what? Bakhtieri has proven himself to be one of the best left tackles in the game, one of the best pass blocking tackles in the game, if not the best. And you know, I'm glad the Packers resigned him and they'll need him to protect against a Indianapolis Colts defense that, you know, will throw a lot of different players at you. They're not afraid to send anybody. And, you know, they have nine different players with at least half a sack so far this year.
1: Yeah, both on offense and defense, they really have well-rounded team uh, players. Uh, they they have a lot. Uh, uh, one guy we haven't even mentioned on offense yet is a uh, wide receiver DeMichael Harris. I don't remember if he's a, if he's mm-hmm. a rookie or a second year guy, I can't, I can't remember it, but he's, um, he is kind of what Alan Lazard was for us last year. A little bit of an unknown guy, but you know, they, they'd they have like five or six plays a game that, that the Colts have, you know, clearly schemed up for him and he'll just catch you, you know, by surprise, you know, on just some, uh, Just some route. They like to get him out in open space, you know, and, uh, you know, pick up a crucial third down here or there. This is a guy that would be really easy to overlook. And he has been a big part of some of their wins this year. Uh, Just all in all, you like the depth for the Colts. They have playmakers kind of at every level but also the backups are, are pretty good
0: and they utilize them well. And, and that makes it tougher to defend them. And that's, that's really, you know, it, it's sort of like the way that the Packers will use Tyler Irvin where, you know, they'll set up plays that are just designed to get Irvin open and get him the ball in space. And Irvin may touch the ball three, four five times a game, but he'll make them count. It's a similar situation uh, with with the uh, Colts rookie that you were talking about, and look, he's only five foot eight, but he's dangerous and he gets the job done.
1: Another guy who really has kind of come into his own this year: um, nose tackle Grover Stewart. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Colts fan, you probably have never heard of the guy, but uh, he's he's grading out uh, well above average uh, according to PFF in both the run and the pass. Really like what he, what they've been seeing from him. He's really stepped up. You know, a, a leader in in that uh, defensive line room. They have a good, like we were saying, they they have a really good line both offensively and defensively. And this is a tough, gritty, hanging there for four quarters team. And I think a lot of that comes from head coach Frank Reich. This is a guy who, and this is bad for the Packers. <laughs> He is heavily committed to running the football all game long, even when it's not working. He just, he, he just does not believe in, Oh, you know, we're down, we're losing, whatever. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, really sell out and, and try and win through the air. He keeps pounding the rock, keeping teams honest, making them respect the run. And this is, you know, we mentioned this is one of the worst rushing offenses in the league. And yet just about every team they face still has to stack the box a a decent amount of the time because he is so committed to the run. And I just worry that, I mean, I don't even need to explain why this is a concern with Mike Patton (laughs) and his, his tendencies that even the most casual fan out there knows uh, Patton's Pettin's tendencies uh, when it comes to uh, defending the run versus the pass. Yeah.
0: Pettin's always going to sacrifice the run defense to make sure he's got the pass defense and it's ironic. And, and we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the, the Colts want to drive, you know, eight, nine, 10 plays, 75, 80 yards. That's their MO on offense. And that's Mike Petton's MO on defense. He wants you to have to go, you know, no, no splash plays. He wants you to have to go eight, nine, 10, 12 plays with the idea that you'll make a mistake, a penalty, a turnover, a sack, and that'll derail the drive or that the defense will hold uh, the opposition to a field goal, tighten in the red zone. And, you know, one reason this may play into the Packers hands well is because the Colts are terrible in the red zone and they're Uh, in the bottom three or four teams in the league in that category and if the Packers are holding Indianapolis to field goals in this game you got to figure their offense will get enough done to score enough points to
1: win it and the Colts defense is not perfect their secondary is pretty good they have uh, some tendencies that are, you know, don't look great for him. Uh, my, my friend coach Hahn on Twitter uh, was pointing out some flaws he was seeing when he was watching the Colts lions game that the, uh, the Indianapolis really struggles in the plaster aspect of the secondary where, you know, the receivers, um, you know, when, when your initial play breaks down and the receivers have to start scrambling and the defense is supposed to plaster and, and play man on the nearest receiver the Colts get burned there a lot and Mm -hmm. just picture that kind of play. What, what quarterback thrives there and absolutely just comes alive in that situation. Obviously it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, you know, this is, uh, there are definitely mismatches and, and holes here to exploit. And also I, I saw, um, Rodgers has, I think over the last two weeks, he has a perfect passer rating on off of play-action plays. And play-action is a, a wonderful opportunity to neutralize some of these um, inside linebackers, Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke, who otherwise really could dictate the flow of the game. So there's clearly the Packers have the talent offensively and defensively to make all this happen, but it comes down to smart football and a good game plan. So definitely, definitely a a winnable game. And I, and I like the idea of the Packers going into Indianapolis into this hostile environment at Lucas oil stadium and getting jazzed up. They've been so lifeless at home here with no, there's no fans, you know they're they're all separate for, separated from each other in you know the rest of the week in in practice and stuff because of uh you know covid and you can't go have fun together or sit close together you know and so they're not as connected and so they're less less hyped up and jazzed about playing i they they do really thrive against adversity though you know we saw when they went went down to new orleans into the superdome and clearly look like the better team versus the saints. I mean, embarrass the saints. I, I like the environment here. I, I'm, I I really have high expectations for this Sunday. Honestly, I do.
0: It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a tight game. Is it a game? The Packers can win. Absolutely. It's going to depend on a good coaching, good game plans on both sides of the ball. And then execution, Because uh, we haven't seen both a lot lately from the Green Bay Packers.
1: Let's turn our attention here to the remaining games on the schedule. Uh, I want to do a a breakdown here nearing the end of the season, as crazy as that is. (laughs) So we have seven games left in the regular season, two games against the Bears. It's, It's crazy that we have not played the Bears yet this year. We got Colts titans both you know we've already played the two easy teams in the afc south we're playing the colts this week then we got bears at lambeau eagles at lambeau go to detroit panthers at lambeau and then titans at lambeau lastly we end with one final game in chicago Mm -hmm. to me I'm just not scared of Eagles, Lions or Panthers. I, I I don't think that's really rational to be at all worried about those games beyond, you know, whatever flukes could happen like the Jaguars game. But the Bears are a good team. They're a really, really stout defense. Right. And the Colts and the Titans, two of the best teams in the NFL were seven and two right now. How many more games do you think we lose out of these seven? Do you you think we win all of them or we drop a couple here and there? What do you think?
0: I think we go five and two down the stretch.
1: Where do you see those losses coming?
0: I see one loss against Tennessee. I just can't see us stopping Derrick Henry if he's healthy. I hope I'm wrong. It's a home game. It's a game that in some ways, you know, we may need, but... The way this run defense has played all year, I can't see the Packers stopping Derrick Henry. That, to me, is the number one, I'm worried about this game, we probably won't win it game left on this schedule. And then I'm allowing for one other game that we just don't play up to expectations, whether it's against the Bears once or against the the Colts this Sunday. Uh, I just think we'll slip up one other time, and then I think we'll probably lose to Tennessee. To me, that's the hardest game left on the schedule.
1: Before the season started, I looked at it, and I, I, I figured we were going to go 13-3 and three again. I saw one loss to either the Saints or the Buccaneers, and then I saw a loss to the 49ers, which, of course, didn't happen, but we lost the week before to the Vikings. So at this point in the season, 7-2, Felt reasonable and feels acceptable to me. Mm -hmm. I also had us down for a loss against the Titans, but I'll tell you this. I think we split with the Colts and Titans. If we lose this Sunday, I think we beat the Titans. I, this, this team just has a weird tendency to kind of balance itself out. Win games. They shouldn't win. Especially when when there's you know a comparable game that they lost, so mm-hmm. I I just really think you know if they if they beat the Colts, I think they'll underestimate the Titans. I think if they lose to the Colts, when Tennessee comes to town and Matt Lafleur has to go against you know his old team and and he's talking with Mike Pettin about how to how to stop this offense that really he assembled for Tennessee. I, I just see him splitting there. And then I kind of think we sweep the bears. I I think they're falling apart enough. Even though that defense is just terrifying, their offense is so bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they, if they give Trubisky his job back, maybe something crazy happens, but he doesn't have a good record against the Packers. You could see him drop in a weird game to maybe the Panthers who do play really tough, tough football, despite a horrible record this year, despite a, terrible roster I mean even with Christian McCaffrey back that's a bad roster yeah yeah but but a game they should win I think I'm still putting this down for for just one loss here in this final stretch
0: all right we're debating 12 and 4 versus 13 and 3 I take either one to be honest with
1: you <laughs> hey speaking <laughs> of debates we we uh we tied this week wow <laughs> yeah I I I was surprised I uh thought about calling up my mom and, and asking her to uh Cast a final <laughs> final vote. Um, you know, right does that does that mean I'm ahead two to one to one right now? Is that <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, it's it's uh it's two one and one. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I have bragging rights still. All right. So here's what I think we do, Gil. This week, let's not have the fans vote on the record here. Let's let the season play out. If we go twelve and four, you win this debate. If we go thirteen and three, I win this debate. Fair enough. So we're both hoping that I win, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> One final thing, Gil. Give me your score prediction for this week.
0: I think there's going to be a close game. I think this is going to be a good game. I think we're going to see those long drives both ways, but the Packers will find a way to get it done. Green Bay 23, Indianapolis 20.
1: Oh, man. That is a tight game. That's tighter than uh, last week versus the Jags. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to take Colts 24 Packers 27. I think we win this. I think it's a stressful, but very fun game. And I wouldn't mind it being won on a last second field goal by Mason Crosby. Those are always my favorite. Uh Would love to see it. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in this week. It's been a blast. We're really looking forward to this Colts game. Uh, It's a, definitely an opponent that i'm excited to watch win or lose it's always more fun when we're going up against a super bowl contender and when you feel like man if we win this game it's a it's a real bragging right i'm i'm absolutely pumped for this game can't wait for it uh no i'm gonna be sending you a couple notes Gil. about oh man did you see that (laughs) i'm excited for this i'm looking forward to it too we would love you guys to reach out to us on twitter you can contact us at gill packers or at jj Leahy. that's l-a-h-e-y and shoot us a message ask us questions we'd love to read off some fan questions on here and answer them live for you until next time make sure you subscribe to packers talk on itunes google play spotify or wherever you get your podcasts big thanks to packerstalk.com for powering our show and thank you for listening until next time go pack go go pack go You're listening to Packers
0: Talk Radio Network